about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. This is, program is called All In. My name is Art Cardos and we're always here to talk about Jesus and how to be all in with him. You know, right now in these days as we're looking around outside and watching what's going on, you know, you have to ask yourself a question. Who am I? Am I a believer in Christ? Am I a believer in the power that he brought to us, the kingdom that he told us he was bringing to this earth? When you think about what Jesus' mission was, his mission was to come into the earth, take authority over all the principalities, powers, rulers, everything, win it back, and then give us the keys to the kingdom. Do you feel like you are someone who has the keys to the kingdom? Or are you wondering what happened to those keys and where they're hiding? Because you would like to have victory today in your life. Well, if you're looking for those answers, you came to the right place on the right day for the right show. As I said, we're here to talk about being all in with the Lord. I think a lot of times when I talk to Christians, well-meaning Christians and good Christians, they're a little confused on what God's will is for their life. Is God's will that they should prosper? Is God's will that they should have dominion? Is God's will that they should be sick? Or God wants to teach them a lesson by allowing certain things to happen in their life. Well, hopefully we'll clear some of those things up today. Because this is the day the Lord has made. And I am, for one person, I am rejoicing and exceedingly glad in this day. So let's talk about it. You know, Jesus came into this earth and he demonstrated, I don't think anybody would question, he demonstrated a sense of authority and power over anything that came came up. And he didn't turn people away when they were sick. He didn't run and hide. He didn't do any of that. He fixed it. He went to his father and he dealt with the situation to the point where people actually began to think there's something weird about this guy. He is almost, he's way out there, way out there. Now, the average people, they they followed him because they were getting healed. They were getting what they needed. They were getting fed what they always wanted. And I think at the end, the apostles especially thought that he was about to take over. I mean, I, I really believe they believed that the kingdom of God was here, was at hand, and Jesus was about to be appointed king. And he was, because the people, when they when they had the donkey on Palm Sunday, they came in, they laid the palms down, and they were bowing to Jesus. You think that didn't frighten the authorities and everyone else around them? Jesus could have, it could have gone either way, right? They would have appointed him king of, of well, at that time, the earth, but at that time, that area. But Jesus' mission was not to become that a be appointed at that time to that position, but to have the right to, and then turn the right over to you and I. And he had to leave. He had to leave. If he stayed, we would have worshipped him, and he would have been the one and only king of earth. 
defeated Lucifer right in front of our faces. But no, he had to go. He had to go to the cross. He had to die for our sins. He had to descend into hell. He had to defeat Lucifer and all his demons once and for all. Then he had to come out of hell with the keys to the kingdom in his hand. The keys to the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. He ripped them off their hinges, and he handed us the keys to the kingdom. And those keys... Those keys to the kingdom, he said, go into the earth and do greater things. Do greater things than I have done. And what do we see Christians doing today? They're not sure. They're quiet, mealy mouth in some cases, not wanting to ruffle feathers, wanting to understand all sides, and wanting to be so forgiving and so loving that they show up on the radar screen as what the world might call a Christian. Let me tell you something. God came into this earth, not to make the earth a happy place, but to take it back from the person who made it an unhappy place. And that happens within each one of us, inside of our hearts. So step one is accepting Jesus as Lord. Here in Mark 4, 39, you know, I want to give a demonstration of um, of the power he used. We're going to talk about the power that Jesus used a little bit and how he used that power and then how he passed it on to us. Okay, so Mark 4 in verse 39 through 41 thereabouts, he got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. He's napping in the boat. The apostles are getting upset because the waves are crashing against the boat. And they wake him up and they say, don't you care that we're going to die out here in a boat? And Jesus wakes up, looks at the waves, and he says to the waves, says to the waves, that means waves can hear. He says to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. Say, wow, that must have been a coincidence. Really? Then what happened, this is important. He said to the disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you, do you still not have faith? Have none of it? You've been around me now. You're watching what's going on. I'm demonstrating every day what it's like. Have you no faith? What are you afraid of? This is what I'm telling you guys. You can do these things. They were terrified. <laughs> they were terrified. <clears throat> Jesus just spoke to a huge wave, and the thing settled down, and the, earth, the whole sea became calm. They were terrified, and they mumbled. They asked one another. You think Jesus didn't hear them? Asked one another, who is this? Even the waves obey him. Who is this person that we're following? I mean, we're watching him every day. He's, he's preaching, he's healing, he's doing things. But now he's speaking to water? He's speaking to the waves and they, they listened? Who is this? Who is he? They were terrified. You might be terrified too if somebody walked into your house today and spoke to every problem you have and the problem immediately vanished, withered up. That's the power. That's the power that Jesus demonstrated. Where is the church today demonstrating that power? 
Let's talk some more. Mark 3, 20 through 25. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered. Why do you think the crowds were gathering? They were gathering because everywhere he went, miracles were happening. Very unusual things, things that normally could not happen were happening. So that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. They were so pressed in, man, they, they couldn't even eat. That's a big crowd. That's a that's an anxious crowd. I want to get to this guy. What is he selling? What has he got? I need it. When his family heard about this, they went to take they went to take charge of him, for they said, He's out of his mind. He's crazy. Jesus, they're talking about Jesus. Do you think that would happen to you if you walked around and healed people because you were in that room and you had the same belief and faith as Jesus because you had the keys to the kingdom? Would they say, he's crazy. He's crazy. He's trying to raise the dead. He's laying hands on the sick. That guy had COVID. He just touched him. He touched him. Listen. The power of Almighty God has been turned over to us, and the name of Jesus has been turned over to us. When, when will the real Christians start to be Christians? Wake up, rise up, and stop drinking the milk of the Word, and put on the whole Word with eating the meat of the Word. That's the meat, the power that Jesus had. And the teachers of the law came down, from Jerusalem, and they said, he's possessed. He's a possessed man. This guy is possessed by the devil. My gosh, he casts devils out. He must be one of them. He must be the, the leader, Bezelbob, or whatever they call him. By the prince of demons, he's driving out demons. These He had the leaders of that day so shook up. They were so shook up because they didn't know how to, they were trying to cast out demons, but they knew, oh boy. And here comes a man, Jesus, and he says, get out of there, come out of them in Jesus' name. And they're begging him saying, well, don't, don't send us into the, out of the region, send us into that swine, send us over. They're having a conversation with him. And these people who are the leaders of the church, are saying he must be a devil. He must be the head devil to talk to those devils. Well, listen, that's not the way it works. So Jesus called him over. Now, can you imagine? Hey, come here. Hey, you, come here. And, and, and he began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? That's what he said. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself... It cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, the house cannot stand. Where are you today? And what's going on in this country, you, as a Christian, have been given dominion over this land. Are you speaking like a Christian that understands that? Or are you saying, oh boy, I'm going to turn on the news again tonight and see what's happened. Do you know that you can sit down and pray and take authority over America, over your your town, your state, your governor? You can pray and take authority. Jesus came that you could have authority to give you the keys to the kingdom. Are you using them? Well, the real Christian, please stand up.
That's my question. Now, this is another place here in Luke uh, 9.1. And Jesus sends out the twelve. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power with authority and authority, okay? And what things you he asked about Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, he was a, wait a minute, I, I jumped, I jumped to somewhere else. He gave them power and authority and told them to go out and, and heal the sick and, and the and the blind and and all of that. I just want to make sure I had the right scripture there, because I don't want to read it wrong. But that is exactly what he did. He sent them out, and he gave them the power. He gave them the authority, and he said, go, go out, preach the gospel to the poor, and do what I'm doing. You saw me do it, now go do it. That is the message that Jesus brought. You saw me do it, now go do it. The message to us, you read about me doing it in the Bible, now go do it. It's not sit down and wait for God to do it. God is expecting his church to rise up right now. Take authority over this country. Claim it back. Pull it back. Take authority. America belongs to God because we are in America and it was founded on the principles of Almighty God. Here in John 13, 3, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. Jesus knew it. Do you know it? Jesus knew it, that all things were put under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Now, Jesus had that wisdom. He knew that he knew. When you accept Jesus, what do you know? What do you know? You see, you start learning a little bit about Jesus. You start learning a little. You're feeding. You're on milk. You're drinking milk. You're getting fed. But there comes a time, my brothers and sisters, where the, the word of God has to come alive. It's the meat the meat we have to eat of the Word, and we have to grow up. We have to grow up. You have to grow up. Stop acting like a baby. Grow up as a Christian. It's time to, to gather together, take authority over every principality that's trying to destroy this country, not mad at people, not mad at races, not mad at anything. We have the power to love them because Jesus gave us that power. But it's our job it's our job to take dominion over the earth. That is exactly what he wants us to do. Acts 4.33, with great power, power, with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. The word power Power. Do you have power? Do you feel power? Do you feel empowered? Do you feel or believe that you are ready to go out into the world and speak in the name of Jesus and watch power manifest? That's what Jesus is talking about. Acts 4.33. Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. So you have the Holy Spirit and power. <clears throat> and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. Is God with you? If you are in Christ and Christ is in you, then God is with you. Right? Right. 
So if God is for us, who could be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's a pretty important question to ask. Okay, so God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good, healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We need to realize, wake up, and realize that God is with you in Jesus. When you use his name, God is in you. He is with you. He is with you. He is with you. Right now, right now, you have the power to take dominion over your problem, your circumstance, your situation, America, the riots, the whole misinformation on the news, everything. You and I have that right and power. Here, 1 Peter 4.1.1. If anyone speaks, if you speak, now listen, this is a key thing. Don't go around running off at the mouth. If you speak, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus the Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. To him be the glory and the power there's power involved. When you accept Jesus, there's power involved. If you don't have power, you, you're not turning up the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, then comes power. The Holy Spirit, then comes power. Jude one twenty five. To the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, authority, through Jesus Christ our Lord, before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. Do you realize, let's all of us ponder this. When you want to demonstrate that Jesus is in you, there's two words that should be absolutely present in our lives. Power and authority. Power and authority. Oh, Art, what are you talking about? You sound like you're going over the edge. Oh, you mean like I might be crazy like they were talking about Jesus? I would think that's good company. You know, power and authority. You, he came to give you the power and authority. Not to go say, well, I sure hope the election goes the way it's supposed to go this year. You know, I'm really against abortion. But, you know, if the other guy gets in, well, I guess it'll continue. I guess, you know, they'll take over the country. Maybe it'll be uh, harder to go and pray out in public because we might offend people. Oh, stop it. For gosh sakes, take authority and power and go to the prayer room and speak the words of God. God wants you to rise up. He wants you to rise up and take America back, take Philadelphia back, take this area back, and do it now in the name of Jesus. Don't come up with a good excuse why, why you can't. Oh, I'm not up to par. You don't know all the things that are going on in my life. You don't know my sickness. You don't know my poverty. You don't know my disease. You don't know how I've been treated. Hey, you know what? Jesus knows, tell him, and then he'll give you the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will bring the power, and the power will give you the authority, the name will give you the authority, and you can turn those things around. God's waiting for you to do something. You're not waiting for God. If you're waiting for God, you missed it. 
because God took care of every circumstance, every situation. He wants you to agree with Him and take authority over them in Jesus' name. Boy, it's a good message, and uh, I think it's important that all of us begin to think about it. Now here in Genesis, way back in the beginning, 1818, Abraham was surely become a great and powerful nation, and all nations of the earth will be blessed through them. Powerful was used to describe him. Not just blessed with things, but powerful. It was a powerful nation. God wanted power in Abraham's life. Power. I want the word power. I want you to think about that word. If you're not exercising it or using it, why not? Ask yourself, why not? Exodus 4.21, the Lord said to Moses, when you return to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders I have given you the power to do. Are you performing the wonders that God has given you the power to do? He wants you to do that. He told Moses, that's before Jesus came, and he expected Moses to perform powerfully in front of Pharaoh. Exodus 9.16, But I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show you my power, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Do you think that message has changed? Do you think that message... This is in Exodus 9.16. Jesus came to fulfill that, didn't he? So... I have raised you up <clears throat> for this very purpose, that I might show you my power and my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Are you proclaiming his name in all of the earth? Are you proclaiming his name in all of Philadelphia, Lehigh Valley, all the areas in between? Are you proclaiming his name? What are you waiting for? God's tapping you on the shoulder. He's saying, hey, hello, this is why I came. I didn't come so you have to wait for me to come back and clean up the mess. I expect you to get up and use the power I've translated to you to clean up the mess. Clean it up in the name of Jesus. In prayer, clean it up. Take authority in prayer now in the name of Jesus. Take authority. Go to the prayer closet. Take authority. Power, Holy Spirit, power, authority. Holy Spirit, power, authority. Pretty important stuff. Deuteronomy 34.12 For no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all of Israel. Moses was an example. Jesus was an example. We are to be duplicating the examples. That's very important. Joshua 4.24 He did this to all the peoples of the earth. He did this so all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful, and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Okay, you're about to see a demonstration of power in this earth. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be an awakening. It's going to be a revival like you, like the earth has never seen. Now, it has seen great revivals. There were times where the revivals were intense, but it's going to happen again, and it's going to happen right now. And you have a choice to be part of it. Holy Spirit, right? And then you get the power and authority. Holy Spirit, power, authority. It is time to take the full authority over the Word of God.
I mean, with the Word of God, not over it. With the Word of God. Joshua 17, 17. But Joshua said to the tribes of Joseph, to Ephraim and Messiah, You are numerous and very powerful. You will not only one, you have, um, you will have not only one allotment. Powerful is used a lot to describe what God is explaining you are to do. He wants you to know that you are powerful. You are powerful. You are not weak. You are not, the meek aren't weak. The meek shall inherit the earth. That means controlled strength. You have controlled strength. So we need that strength under control, but we are to take authority. We are to stand up. We are to take full authority. And how you do that, to do it the right way, is to pray in the Holy Spirit. First of all, you got to accept Jesus. Then you get the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come to me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, rest on me. Holy Spirit, ignite me. Holy Spirit, develop the powerfulness in me. It's time to become and demonstrate the full power of Almighty God in this earth. Now, is it you doing the work? No. For it is God who has all the while created within you the power and desire both to will and to work for His good pleasure. And He will continue to develop that work and bringing it to full completion. But you have to begin it. You have to take a step. You have to speak out of your mouth. You have to say the word. You and I have to take God's word, speak it into the earth right now over America. Father, in the name of Jesus, I call America back to God. I call the Holy Spirit to attention and the angels are dispatched to preach the word of God to all the ears of those who are disrupting this country. And we bind every disruption in America. We bind and cast down all the demonic activities that are trying to destroy the peace and joy that was brought to America. And that peace and joy that people were experiencing, and we've all been experiencing, came with a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and death. And so now, in the name of Jesus, we're coming with the, with the power and the word and the history to know that this is the day the Lord has made, and we claim America back to its roots. We claim America all the way through, and we demand that Satan and Lucifer and all the demonic take their hands off of this country. You have no right nor authority. So, we pray for America. We pray for the president. We pray for all the leaders, every one of them, both sides of defense. We pray for them, but what? We bind Satan from allowing them to do the enemy's work. We will refuse to allow our leaders to take this country down. We are praying that the leadership will have their eyes open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the gospel. It is not a party. It's not a political party that's going to bring it back. It's not an election. It is the, it is the blood of Jesus. It is the unity surrounding Jesus. It's time for the body of Christ to start preaching the gospel, demonstrate the power, and authority in the name of Jesus, but doing it in love and prayer as we watch as God re-puts together this whole country. I believe America is in birth right now, second birth, being reborn, coming together and being coming out of it a brand new country for Jesus. <clears throat> the only reason other religions had the freedom to operate in this country is because Christians got here and set that up. And that is what keeps us all free. 
So let's remember that as we pray, let's go out in the name of Jesus, take authority, demonstrate, praise God, and just enjoy the fullness and power that God has given us to use in His name. Don't forget His name, because we have the authority to use His name, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Yes, He defeated Satan, it's done, but you to pick it up and go from there. We'll be right back. We're going to break. We'll be right back after these messages. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. In Ephesians 6.16, the Apostle Paul says that above all, to stand against the devil's schemes, we must pick up and use the shield of faith. This faith shield is perhaps the most important piece of defensive armor against the fiery darts of the wicked one because it's versatile, mobile, and capable of protecting the entire body. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, President of the American Pastors Network with another Stand in the Gap Minute. Faith is that unswerving trust in God to do all He says He'll do protection from the fiery darts, those temptations from the devil, those enticements to the sins of blasphemous thoughts and unbelief. The sudden urging to do wrong or entertain sinful thoughts is what only true faith can protect against. These fiery darts, like speeding arrows, come suddenly and from unexpected places. They pierce and penetrate and can set the soul on fire. How's your faith, Shield? Will you join the battle for truth with us at Stand in the Gap Radio and TV? Sign up at standinthegapmedia.org. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. And we're back. And uh, what I love about this program is it makes me focus on what it is I need to do to be more all in with the Lord. We're in that moment. We're in that day. We're in that time. We were talking about the power that accompanies being all in with the Lord. It's not something that you have to hide from. It's not something you should run away from. It's something we all need to, to grasp and get closer to. So, we were reading some scriptures about the power and that comes with the Holy Spirit, the power and, and, and the authority. And, and I think that some, so often that's what's missing is the power and authority. Everybody seems so tired as Christians, exhausted, you know, like, oh man, you don't know what I've been through. Oh my gosh, you know, pray for me, pray for me. Yet, You have been given the keys to the kingdom. You have been given the full authority. You have been given power of attorney over the name of Jesus. You know, you legally were sworn in by God Almighty to use the name of Jesus. It's just the way it is. But how many Christians do that? How many Christians are aware of that? You know, when you get sworn in and the power of attorney over someone's estate or someone's life, you have the full weight of the law behind you when you go to sign documents, when you go to do anything. 
Well, when you walk into the room, you have the full weight of God's power behind you. When you speak God's word, you release his power. And that's exactly what we're doing here in the name of Jesus, by getting all in with the Lord. <clears throat> so let's read here from 1 Samuel ten, eighteen. This is what the Lord God of Israel says. I brought Israel up out of Egypt. I delivered you from the power of Egypt and all the kingdoms that oppressed you. So God delivered everyone back then. He's delivered you and I. He has delivered us from power to power. If you're not under someone's power, then you are in power. And that is exactly what God wants to do. Deliver you from what you're under right now. What you're under right now. So that power has to be changed. Hands. The hands have to be changed from giving it over to the enemy to your hands. You're in charge. You're in control. You don't hear that taught too often, not in the church. But yet in this day in America here, we need to be talking about it. We need to take charge over America. We need to take charge over the schools. We need to take charge over the inner cities that are having problems. How do you do that? With guns? No. With the Word of God. With the love of God. and But the full authority, knowing that God the Father hears your prayer, knowing that the prayers are answered. Let's jump over to 1 Kings 18, verse 46. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to, Je- to Jezreel. Je- <coughs> Jezreel. 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 Doesn't matter. The power of God came on him. Whether it came on Elijah, where it came on you, whether it came on me, that's where we're at. We want the power of God to come on us. Second Kings 17.7 All this took place because the Israelites had sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them up out of Egypt, and under the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, they worshipped other gods. So God brought them out from under that power. Right now, America is being brought out from under the power of the enemy. And you and I are playing a role in delivering this country back into the hands of God. It was dedicated to God from the beginning, and now we're here to do it again. <clears throat> in uh, 1 Chronicles 29, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. And what did Jesus say? All has been given to me, and I give it to you. All has been given to Jesus, and he gives it to us. So if you're in Christ, all You don't have to wait for what you're praying for. You need to take it. How do you take it? By faith. You need to take it in the world of the Spirit, knowing you already have it all. You take it. You take it so that if somebody says to you, do you have it? Yes, I have it. You have it because you have it by faith. 
through grace, that it might be by faith, through grace. That's the way we do it. We take it by faith, through grace. It's God's grace. His mercy. He's We're born again, brand new creatures. 1 Chronicles 29.12 Wealth and honor came from you, Lord. You are the ruler of all things. We all agree to that, right? In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Well, God has the power. He gave it to Jesus. Jesus gave it to us. Jesus got it back from Satan, gave it to us, and here you are. Do you have the power? Do you have the power? you got to keep asking yourself, do you have it? Well, if you have it, use it. How do I do that, Art? I use it by knowing. By knowing I'm backed by the courts of heaven. I can pray, and my words are being backed by heaven. Believe it. You got. We have to learn to believe. Believing. 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 What do we believe? Do you believe today's going to be a good day or a bad day? Do you wake up saying, I wonder which way the day is going to go? Or do you wake up saying, I know it's another day the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it? That's knowing. We have to know it, right? Oh, boy, I'll tell you. It's amazing to me uh, how the Lord just keeps opening these same scriptures up, you know, so that we can... We can understand them. First Chronicles 29.30 Together with the details of this region and power and the circumstances that surround him and Israel in the kingdoms of all the lands. Power over every area, every region. God has the power. Second Chronicles 20 and, G- and the Lord God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. That's right. No one can withstand God. And I'm sure everyone listening to me would say, I agree. But but it's my life, Art, that's messed up. Not God's. But you are God's. You belong to Him. If you've accepted Jesus, you belong to Him. Jesus is in you. You are in Christ. Christ defeated your enemies. Christ shed his blood. Christ gave you the power to use over your enemy. Take it and go use it. Tell that enemy to get out of your life. Tell that sickness to get out of your life. Tell that delay to get out of your life. That problem, that situation, that circumstance. We have to get mad enough at the circumstance and invoke the power of the name of Jesus. That's how it works. Uh, Second Chronicles, Chronicles 22.9 he then went in search of uh, Azai, and his men captured him while he was hiding in Samaria. He was brought to Jehu and put to death. They buried him, and they said he was a son of Jehoshaphat, who sought the Lord with all his heart. So there was one of the house of Azai powerful enough to restrain the king, to retain the kingdom. So, again, power is used even in the death of someone. God is saying he had the power to retain the kingdom. Go read the whole story. you got to get this. But the word power and powerful, God uses it to describe his people. <clears throat> okay, so in Esther 10.2, And all the acts of power and might, together with full account of the greatness of, of the Mordecai, Mordecai and the king had promoted our 
they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Media and Persia? So all the acts of power, God was interested in all the acts of power being written down. They are written. God showed up powerfully. God is power. God is authority. He showed up powerfully, right? Well, if he's in you, he needs to show up powerfully in you. You need to let him do that. We need to believe he's there. Can you believe he's doing that? Don't believe you're broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. That's what Satan wants you. He wants you to believe that what God did for you doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It's not enough. The only hope he has is to convince you that the power is not available. The authority is not available. I'm trying to beat it into our heads that it is available and that we need to do something about it. For when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts and all who are to come. It's our job to declare the power of God. It's our job to do that. Are you doing it? Boy, where did they stop teaching this in church? You know, they just don't teach it. Some, well, maybe some do. You know, I can't, I can't say that for overall because I'm sure people, some churches are teaching this. This is Ecclesiastes 4.1. Again, I looked and saw all the oppression that was taking place under the sun. Can't, we could say that now, couldn't we? I saw the tears of the oppressed and they have no comforter. Power was on the side of the oppressors, and they have no comforter. But Jesus came and to preach us, preach to the poor, and preach to the oppressed, and preach to those that were under the wrong power. And they, he told them, you no longer have to weep. You no longer have to be broke, busted, sick, or disgusted. I'm giving you the power to change that. Somehow we've misinterpreted this whole thing. Isaiah forty twenty six. Lift up your eyes and look to heaven. Who, who created all these? Who brings out the stray hosts one by one and calls forth each of them by name? Because his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. That's God. God is power. And we are made how? In his image and his likeness. What does that mean for you and I? The power is available to us. I think we need to begin to recognize that if you're made in the image and likeness of God, if you are one of the sons of God, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord, power and authority are yours to wield here on the earth. Ezekiel 26.17, Then they will take up a lament concerning you and say to you, How are you destroyed, city of renown, people peopled by men of seal, you were a power of the seas, you and your children. You put your terror, terror on all those who live there. So the power again, don't transfer the power. Don't give up the power to the enemy. Don't give up the power to those in this country that want to destroy it. Don't give up the power to take God out of schools. Don't give up the power of people just constantly sacrificing children. Don't give it up. That's what he's telling us to do, that we have been given the power and authority to change things, and we have to pass it on to the next generation. Um, on and on and on. Jesus was kingdom-minded. He came here to preach the kingdom. He came here to talk about God's kingdom. 
And in that, he wanted to pass that along to us. We are the generations that are to do something about it. This is all Old Testament I've been reading, and the word power is used a lot. Ezekiel 32.30, all the princes of the north and all the cityones are there. They went down the slain and disgraced despite the terror caused by their power. They had bad power. Uh, they lie uncircumcised and those killed by the sword and bear their shame and go down into the pit. Bad power in the hands of bad people. We have to be the good power in the hands of good people. God has given us the power and authority to rule over this earth. Will we take it? Will we do it? It's time to do it. Daniel 4.35 All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and all the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, What have you done? So nobody's going to hold God back. And right now, I believe we're going to see God intervene majorly in the United States of America. We're about to see things we never dreamed we would see on behalf of God Almighty. God has placed his man in office right now. He's doing things that God wanted done. He's accomplishing things that other presidents talked about but never accomplished. God has had it. God wants his way. He wants it done now. And um, here in Daniel 7, 7, after that, in my vision at night, I looked and there before me was a fourth beast, terrifying and frightening and very powerful. It had large iron teeth and crushed and devoured its victims. It was different from all the other kinds of beasts. It had ten horns. Now, we know that day is coming the day of Daniel, were the beast, were the Antichrist. And right now, we see this collision of the beliefs of Antichrist trying its best to take control over America. It has to take America in order to take the world. The whole world leans on this country, which means the whole world is leaning on you as a believer to pray, take authority, and call this country back. But Art, maybe God doesn't want America to come back strong. Maybe he wants it to go the other way. Listen, God is about to do a demonstration of power. The church is not leaving here in a rapture as a broke, busted, sick, and disgusted church. It's going to leave in full power. As I believe that if we, if God didn't remove his church, we would take over this America and planet for the name, for the Lord. But that day has not yet arrived. It's going to arrive, and it's arriving right now. We are in a moment of time where the Christians need to pray. need to pray every day. You need to pray every day. You need to pray over your family, pray over your children, pray over the people God's given you to pray for, and you need to do it now. Jesus was kingdom-minded, bringing in a powerful government that anyone could access. In other words, you didn't have to wait for the rule of law to give you permission to do something. Jesus came and said, you can take the authority. You've been given that authority. So you and I need to think about it when you get up every day. First of all, what do you need in your life? You got your home, your business, your social life, mental, physical, spiritual, financial, but home more people are spending time at home right now. There's time to pray. There's time to talk. There's time. 
Okay, more people are working out of their homes, and you're going to see more and more of that. Right now, I just heard a statistic, 50% of the leases in the Empire State Building are not being renewed. People are moving out of New York. Why? Lawlessness and working from home makes a better sense to them, and they don't have to pay those high those high rents. It doesn't matter anymore because we can work uh, and be connected through the Internet. So it's it's a pretty amazing thing. However... People are leaving the areas that have been let go to the devil. And unfortunately, there's one side that caters to that. You can look at the leadership and you can see what they are doing. And they say, well, they have a right to do this. They can continue to do it. They cannot. That is lawlessness. We've ne- we know that in America, lawlessness will not allow you to prosper because you'll always be in fear. Satan's world is always filled with fear. He wants this country taken down. It's not going down. Not while the church is here. But there will come a day. Jesus is coming back. And there will come a day when the rapture will come. The church, the remnant, will be taken out of here. And in that day, then Satan will have his way for a small period of time. Very small. And then we'll be returning to rule with Christ. And this is a real thing. You're going to leave this planet, you're going to be caught up with Christ in the air, and then we are going to come back and rule with him for a thousand years on this planet. That is something that's written in the Bible. A lot of people speculate on how, when, where, but it's written. And that day is fast approaching. If you don't feel it, you can. anybody right now senses it. Matter of fact, I think more people are asking the question, is this the end? Not yet. Close, but not yet. It's time for you to prosper. If you're a Christian, I believe the great wealth transfer is about to take place. If you will look up, if you will trust in the Lord, if you will call on his name, pray in the spirit, or I don't know how to pray in the spirit, ask the Lord to show you. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Thank him. Praise him. Start with praise and then go into worship. God will show you how. God will show you how. Very important. Very important to now take time to pray. List your home life. If you have a business or you need to make money, call for the amount of money you need. Specifically write it down. Ask the Lord and thank Him for bringing it every day, every week, whatever you need, every month. Receive it by faith. That's home, business, social. Well, right now, social life has been diminished quite a bit. People are suffering for that because they like, there's certain people that need social. So ask the Lord to show you how to open up your social life. Mentally, feed your brain. Read. Learn. Go online. Learn from the good stuff. Get out of the news. Stop filling your brain with bad stuff. Bad stuff in, bad stuff out. Good stuff in, good stuff out, right? Mentally, socially, mentally, physically, work out, get on a treadmill, do some exercises, get the blood flowing, make yourself, uh, get yourself in better shape. And financially, don't forget to tithe. Don't forget to be a tither. Number one, tithe. Your un- tithers have special rights. And when you feel Satan is stealing from you, you can invoke your tither rights. Tithers' rights, are that he must restore sevenfold what he's stolen. If I ever detect that something's being stolen from me, I immediately start praying for seven times that because that's what's owed to me if it's actually stolen. 
I've had a couple of cases where things looked like they were going to be stolen. And I said, okay, that's all right, because I'll get seven times that back. So I started receiving the seven times number in my mind by faith. And all of a sudden, everything changed and the thing didn't get stolen. So God has a plan. He's given it to us. He's given us his power. He's given us his authority. He wants you to take authority. If your life is not the way you want it to be right now, it's don't blame someone else. Don't blame God. Don't blame somebody else. Take what you have in the word. Feed yourself with the word. Take the word. Invoke it into the earth. Send forth the ministering angels into your fields to bring in your harvest, pressed down, shaken together, and flowing over. Expect that things are coming to you from a higher place, in a higher way, through God's riches and glory. According to Philippians 4.19, my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Let's start changing what we believe. Change what you see in your mind's eye. Change what, we, what we're believing for. Call it forth in the name of Jesus. Call it now. And we need to thank God and <clears throat> thank Him every day for all the years we've had in peace and joy and knowing the Lord. We can't let the church fail in this hour. This is the hour for the church. The future, America, it's all based on the church. Will the real Christian please stand up? Well, we're at the end of this program, and <clears throat> I know I get going, and I'm talking about what God wants done on this earth, and he's given each one of us the ability <clears throat> to go out and to do something about it. So if you don't know what to do, pray. Seek the Lord and ask him to direct you in all your ways. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. And before you know it, it'll be next week again, and we get to do this all over again. <laughs> so, and if you run out of steam, come back to the program next week, and we'll have more for us to talk about. But remember, Jesus is Lord. He did all this so that you and I could defeat the enemy right now, right here in America. Praise God. Don't, have, don't go away, man. You know, mad. Just go away happy. And we'll see you next week. Amen. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.